Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. This is Mary Carrillo. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. An emergency edition of the Tennis Podcast. We are breaking today's show into two parts for a very special reason. Because we've just had two major, major results. Simultaneously, Serena Williams has gone out at the hands of Wong Chang. Uh, Caroline Wozniacki's career is over. I'm reeling. Yes, it's a standing up podcast. I've never done one of these after <laughs> one of the most dramatic afternoons of tennis it's, imaginable, it's, really. It's us and Leslie Bowery. Yeah. Who is Leslie Bowery? We, it's the Winner three of us of are standing... 13 Grand Slam titles. Um, ...by the um, quite ridiculed busts in uh, Garden Square, uh, busts of former champions, because they, they don't all bear a brilliant likeness. No. Nice, to, nice touch. Yes. But, uh, but, yes, some of them are a bit off. Um, but anyway, uh, well done, Leslie Bowery, winner of 13 <laughs> Grand Slam titles, Federation Cup uh, and Fed Cup captain of uh, 1994 to 1999. So there we are. Um, yeah, where do you start? Which is the, What's the lead story here? Because Serena Williams uh, going out in round three. I, I think it's I think that it's because, because we, we knew about the Wozniacki story. Um, obviously, it's a big story that it's happened today emotional scenes etc etc we will talk about that and give it more than its dues and it is a shame that it it happened at the same time I saw some people on Twitter complaining about Wozniacki's moment on court the interview which was done by Chanda Rubin the on court interview really well um, was being split screened with the Serena Williams match which personally I think editorially is the right call um, yeah. but it's it's a shame that anything had to, to take away from that moment but but I'm now going to take away from it because I do think news-wise, and this is an emergency news-based pod, I think it's Serena losing. Yeah. Well, so what happened? I mean, this is a woman she played against in Wang Chang in New York just a handful of months ago. It was 6-1-6 love. I, I can't remember how long it lasted, but I remember... 44 minutes. 44 she won minutes. 15 points. Wow. And this time she has won 6-4... Six seven, and then what was the final set? Seven five. Mm. Seven five. So, Wang has not gone away in that match really at all. I mean, I mean, 
I, I, I watched most of it on TV because because uh, it was before I came in. Catherine was in the stadium, so she, she'll be able to give the best insight into what it was like out there. But my sense was that there were a couple of little wobbles for Wung where maybe either Serena rattled her and made her think twice or maybe she got nervous and made the odd error um, and could have ended up winning it in straight sets. But overall, she just didn't drop her level. She just kept on going. No, I felt like I only saw two points and those were the two match points from 15-40 on Serena's serve. Serena serving 5-6 when it was... was just extremely clear that uh, Wong's right arm was was leaden as she made a backhand error and then a a forehand error and it it was so glaring because she just hadn't been making errors and it's not it's not a she's a lovely ball striker it's not a hugely spectacular game she doesn't have the firepower the the weaponry she just trusted in what she had being enough you know bowling to a line and length um consistently and just the trust she had in herself um, was encapsulated in that final game really the fact that yes the tension did get to her and she she squandered those two match points but then she created another and she trusted herself again to go for it and she took it and and yes it ended on a Serena error and that is a, a big feature of the match certainly Serena thinks that is the determ- thinks that was the determining factor of the match. She said in the press afterwards, I lost that match. It was on me. Wow. Mm. Um, it, it's funny, Matt and I were in the press conference and uh, Courtney Nguyen was sitting behind us, uh, the WTA insider, and, and you know there was a, a crackle around the room anticipating Serena's entrance and, and I turned around and said, what are you expecting here from Serena? Because you just, you just don't know. Um, and Courtney said, obviously, you know, expect the unexpected. But if she said, if I had to guess, I think we'll get the the, the magn- hat tip, the hat tip, the magnanimous Serena that just pays tribute to her opponent and says she played great today. There was nothing I could do. We got the opposite of that. It was it wasn't um, it wasn't salty. It was respectful, but it was this was on me. She said. She said I was unprofessional today. Yeah, she said I was so bad. It was unprofessional. Wow. Which are ex- extraordinary quotes. Um, she said, I'm, I'm going to go and train tomorrow. Tomorrow. She, yeah. she was asked whether she knew her schedule for the year. Um, and she said, all I know is that I'll be training tomorrow because I can't have that happen again. And, and I must say, we should say on Chong Wong, that match she played in New York was not her, as we know it. Anyone who's seen her play, particularly the Asian swing in the past couple of years, will know she is capable of so much better than what she played in New York and it was what she did today um, and of course the other you know extraneous circumstances around that match in New York was it was just a, you know mere weeks after the death of Peter McNamara who had been Chong Won's coach and who had always always talked about her being able to achieve something really special and she gave a really sobering emotional interview in New York about how just how much she missed Peter McNamara and that must have been affecting her in that tournament um, so it was really special that she got that shot at redemption today and and took it to, to put into perspective how strongly Matt feels about this element of it and the the stick that Wung was getting at that time 
He actually swore on Twitter today, Matt did. And I checked first. Yeah. Requested permission. Yeah, he said, am I allowed to say shit? Uh, and, uh, and Catherine immediately said, yes, you are. Yes, of course. Um, and the reason I thought, he said I'm going to step in here before David has a chance to say no. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, he, if you didn't get a chance to read it, he said she took a lot of shit. And she did. It's, it's one of those, when you, when you only win a handful of points like that, you, you get mocked um, in some quarters. And look, we've probably been guilty of laughing at people without necessarily knowing what they're going through. I mean, it's kind of human nature. It's, it's, uh, it's just the way it goes sometimes. There's often another side to a story. Um, and it was a really... Oh, it was a horrible defeat she suffered that day, and Serena was brilliant. But the guts it took to come back and do what she did today was just... Amazing. Just something else. And uh, the, the other thing that... Uh, that was unusual about today was that Matt Roberts wasn't actually at his desk while it was going on, which I think has happened for about two hours a, a day so far during the uh, five days we've had. Yes. The reason was he, he needed to uh, to make sure he didn't have a Simon Briggs inside-out underwear situation. It's true, which folks. It, which, which I respect. <laughs> yeah, I chose a bad morning to... Uh, to do my washing, um, but actually, hygiene. actually, you said, Catherine, that you were surprised that the press seats on the Rod Laver Arena weren't fuller. And I think, you know, I chose to kind of use this morning a little bit to sort my life out um, <laughs> because the the big story of the day felt like it was going to come in the night session with Osaka Goff. More of that to come. More of that to come. But here we are recording an emergency podcast, and I'm feeling like a bit of an idiot. <laughs> but a clean you one. You weren't alone. A clean idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Simon wasn't in the press seat either, and it's unlikely that he was washing his pants. <laughs> so, you see, we have, to, we, have, we have to be quite strategic about pant washing uh, in the media uh, and time it to, to perfect. Not if you're Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> oh, yeah, Not he's a commander. For Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> he doesn't bother with that. Um, so, yeah, there's some. Um, how seriously do you take those quotes about training tomorrow? I don't just mean about tomorrow, but her, her method typically has been to play the slams, play maybe an event before. I know injuries sometimes become a factor, etc. But do you feel, from what you've seen there, that we are going to see a reaction and we're going to see a much busier Serena Williams? It's, it's really tricky because we now enter into a portion of the season that isn't building up to a slam. I think she's, she's accepted the need to, to play more events, but I do think it'll be difficult for her just to play events for the sake of playing events. And another thing that, that we were saying to Courtney was when she says, I need to play more tournaments, what she really means is, I need to win more tournaments. Um, and going to Madrid and losing to Elise Mertens is not going to help her at all. I'm not saying that would necessarily happen, but that, you know, that's, that's something that could happen and, and it, it could set her back. Um, so. And I think the really interesting thing for me about this loss is that after the other ones the, the slam final she's lost recently I mean is that the narrative has been she needs to play a warm up event and she needs to win a final she said that herself after the US Open she gave a really honest, open, insightful press conference where she said that that was what she felt was missing well she's done that now and it's not worked because the performance we saw from Serena today was similar to the kind she's been putting in in grandstand finals. She's been struggling. She's been up against an inspired opponent. She had a bit of a surge 
in that in that second set, but like she did against Andreescu. But perhaps doesn't but have the takeover gear. But the, 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 surges, the surges are not last. lasting. They don't last. They're it was really funny. She had that surge at the end of the the second set. She's a breakdown in the second set. She comes back to to take it she and and the the game where she she breaks is suddenly oh. vintage Serena again there was that one I think 24 shot rally which she finished off with a forehand winner and she put her hands in the air and celebrated like she'd scored the winning goal in the world cup final and it felt like okay Serena's in control now and it just didn't last it was first point of the third set um was a Serena error and it it was almost like suddenly all the intensity was sucked out of that match and it was a, actually quite a strange third set and I think a lot of credit for that goes to, to Wong because she just didn't didn't go anywhere and she, she all the crowd were expecting Serena to just take over normal service to resume and Wong went hang on a minute no and, and, it's, and it's an incredible feeling in those matches because Everything you're seeing with your eyes is telling you that Serena's probably going to lose this because she's not playing that well, and Wong is. But everything you feel and everything you know about tennis, everything you've seen before, is telling you, hang on, no, Serena's going to come back here. Yeah, and that's, that's what you said about the, the vibe within the stadium, Catherine, at the time. You, took, you messaged us and said it feels like it, virtually everybody, and I think she was 4-6, 2-4 down at the time. Everybody feels like she's going to still win this. Yeah, it, it didn't. It had a feeling there was an there was an excitement vibe about the stadium. People were like, "Oh, we've got a match here. We didn't expect to have this." But I'm. It didn't have a high stakes feeling to it. I think it took until fifteen, five, six, fifteen, forty in the decider for everyone to really go, "Oh, <laughs> Serena might lose this." And but I think Serena really taps into that feeling herself as well about thinking that she's going to come back she said that in her press conference she said I honestly didn't think I was going to lose that match yeah mm. it was a it was a really interesting press conference yeah. Was, yeah well and you know listening to to what you've said and I wasn't in the press conference you two were you were messaging the quotes to me what struck me reading them was you there, there has to be a chance now that can only be borne out by the history that is to come, if you like, that Serena is effectively in denial and that we are all in denial, that she feels that this is still in her hands and that if she is professional, because she felt she wasn't professional today, if she is training tomorrow and maybe she hasn't trained as much as she needs to, that this will all happen because... I'm Serena Williams, I'm the greatest of all time, and I still have it in my hands. Mm, the fact like is, it may not be anymore in her hands. Only time will tell. It's like a scaled-up version of what we were saying about the match. You know, we, we kind of just assume it's going to happen because she's already won 23, what's 24, you know, and we kind of assume she's going to win these matches because she's Serena, but actually the reality now is different. This tournament also was set up for her in a, in, in a way without Bianca Andreescu here and with the you know, pretty ideal preparation in Auckland. And the problem she's got now is that the goalpost just keeps getting further and further away in terms of her next opportunity. Yeah. It's a bit like... It, it's kind of a bit like that Greek myth of Tantalus who's, who's being who's being punished eternally, he's under a tree and he's trying to reach the he's trying to reach the fruit and it keeps disappearing before he can get it and he's trying to drink from the water and it disappears before he can drink it. 
feels like that's where Serena is now. She's kind of in this just eternal punishment. Like, it's there. 24 is right there. But she just can't grab it. She just can't get it. That map was epic. It's amazing, isn't it? Matt uses the old Greek mythology. I, I, I would probably go to Ice Age and scratch chasing the nut. <laughs> just keeps disappearing. He can't catch up. <laughs> Same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the sort of level of maturity and, and it's education we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, why am I on this show again? <laughs> why do you have me? Anyway. We've got Leslie Bowery now. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Leslie? <laughs> okay. Um, so... Yeah, that's that's really Wang Chang. Who knows what her future might be in the rest of this tournament? Well, it's a, a meeting with Ons Jabeur, who ended the career of Caroline Wozniak. Isn't, I isn't that amazing that, that you know everybody's penciling in, including mm. all three of us in our predictions, the you, old Wozniak against Serena Williams, and then you get Ons Jabeur against Wang are Chang. Are you allowing this chat to move on without asking the the question? Uh, will she get there? Oh, I'm not answering that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying yes. I think we're in denial, David. I'm still saying yes, but maybe we're in denial. St- I did say the words this morning, In obviously prior to events today, it's now or never. I, she had to win this, this one this in one. order to draw level. And I don't necessarily overtake. stand by those comments, but I did make them about four hours ago. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, um, I think she's still going to do it, but I don't, don't really have many grounds for it <laughs> right at the moment, uh, other than she's Serena Williams, and it's so hard to think of her being active and counting her out when she yeah. only needs one more. But it's I just, I cannot imagine, like we've just watched Caroline Wozniacki's retirement press conference and her on-court speech and everything. I just can't imagine seeing that from Serena Williams Without the number. Without the yeah. number. Same. I, Admitting defeat. And, and she said, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't be out here if I didn't think I could still win. And winning means getting that number. Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Okay, then, Caroline Wozniacki, uh, who played Angebert today. It was a, she came up with, a, look, I think her quote sort of tells you about the match. Her immediate... I mean, I've never really thought of Caroline Wozniacki as a wit, oh, to be honest. Oh, it was amazing. But her, it was... her first line in the post-match interview on court with Chanda Rubin was three-set match, grinder, and it finished on a forehand error from me. <laughs> sort of perfect, really. It's, yeah. it's my career in a, in a nutshell. I said, I said on Twitter that we are going to be seeing a lot of retirement speeches and ceremonies over the next few years. There's a lot of players who are legends of this sport who are going to be retiring the next few years and Caroline Wozniacki has set the bar incredibly high for the first thing to say in her speech because that was a moment of self-awareness which which was really cool to see and and I think it points to what you were saying the other day Catherine about her post-match interview the other day when you referenced her rawness in that moment and this was a moment of rawness because she was saying those words through tears. I've never, I've never seen her cry like that before. And she, she could barely enunciate the words. It was, it was such an emotional moment for her. And, and I kind of feel like, well, perhaps that's the real her, that, that she kind of has put this layer on top over the last 10 years, this sheen of, of um, I don't know, corporateness about the way she's carried herself she's always had fantastic sponsorship deals I mean good luck to her you know um, but I've never really felt like I know who she is uh, and I, I've sometimes felt that about Novak Djokovic as well I'm sure there's more to these people than, than we, we often get to see and, uh, and we've seen it in tears from Djokovic when he lost at the Olympics things like that this was her moment of, of just letting you in um, and I don't think she intended to but it was it was pleasing to see it yeah and it's often a feature of players that have been burned by early experiences with the media where they have sort of let their guard down or committed a sort of minor faux pas she had one here didn't she involving an inflatable kangaroo and <laughs> yes it, i remember it years ago it she, was, i mean it was really nothing she, but she, i'm not sure i know this yeah she what, what happened was she it was in her fairly early years, probably when she was world number one, and she was still trying to sort of find out or explain who she is in a way to people, communicate what's, who's Caroline Wozniacki. And she made this, this line saying, I think she said she'd been bitten by a kangaroo when she was out at the, uh, the kangaroo sanctuary. And this got reported all around the world. And then she said, I was only joking. Oh, no. 
and then she had to come in and explain that I was only joking. You all took it seriously. Um, so, anyway. So where did the inflatable kangaroo feature? I in think that? you've maybe just slightly got that. No, mixed there was. Up. An infl- I promised there was an inflatable kangaroo. Was there? Involved, yeah. Okay. I'm not aware I think, of that one. I think possibly in the like, oh, I was joking thing. Maybe she introduced the inflatable kangaroo. I think kangaroo. she did. That's what it was. Yeah. During her apology, she okay. had the inflatable kangaroo. And that's just As a little obviously prop. a completely innocuous misstep. But yeah, um, yeah it can it can burn you and make you just think, okay, I'm. Yeah, I think I think people overall let that one go, and most people, I think. Think she's a you know pretty good egg most of the time. Um, she where, there was that she sometimes does put a foot in her mouth like when she won the title and and said now well to her agent now maybe you'll get me on the front cover of L <laughs> <laughs> um, in her immediate post match celebration. Um, I mean and again that was a that was a gag I think but it, it didn't <laughs> quite work. And I think a lot of these players do have to think that they have to come up with some way of dealing with just being a tennis player and everything that comes with it we, we yeah. always speak about the way Ash Barty does it and she does it in maybe in a very different way to Wozniacki but it's still her way of doing it and this is just the one Wozniacki has, has chosen yeah. or adopted and Andy Murray has talked about it a lot I remember in 2006 when he came here and he'd obviously had his breakthrough moments and then suddenly there was a bit of expectation he lost second round to Juan Ignacio Chela or maybe first round and and he just couldn't really understand the extremities of the headlines that followed that mm. he just couldn't he didn't get it and he, he felt like he'd said a couple of quotes that maybe had been blown up too much and and he went into a shell and and I, I mean look it's understandable for for some of these people when they're teenagers what's the right way he he kind of felt shoot from the hip be myself and he felt like he was getting burned um, and then he went into a shell gradually worked it out for himself the um, Serena was n- not hiding how gutted she was in her press conference, but she was very, very composed um, and articulate. The one moment when she lost her composure was when she was talking about Caroline Wozniacki, obviously a very close friend of hers. Wozniacki had been scheduled to come in at 4.15. Um, it was about an hour post-Serena's defeat and there had been no time announced for Serena. I had sprinted from Rod Laver Arena over to the media centre, anticipating it to be one of those um, um, fly-by, um, you know, just pop into the press conference room on my way out the door the while Patrick Moritoglu does an impromptu um, <laughs> press conference in Garden Square with a microphone-type vibe. Um, but no, an hour post-match, still no time for Serena... The clock's ticking round to Wozniacki's time, and then an announcement comes through saying, "At time change, Caroline Wozniacki will now be in 15 minutes, and Serena Williams will be coming into press now." Um, so she obviously it's a good job they're friends because <laughs> they perhaps have a chat. Do you want to go first? They, they did. Serena was asked that. Have you right. seen? Have you seen Caroline? And she said she had. She obviously hadn't had the opportunity to really process the moment for, for Wozniacki. But then she was asked, um, will you miss her? And she, she, she broke down a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, she did. She said, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll really miss her being around. But then Wozniacki was at pains to point out, I'll, I'll be around. Yeah. yeah. 
She's and actually, that a lot. The, the, the scenes on the court with Wozniacki and her family were, were pretty touching. And, I, and actually, the moment that got me a bit was her brother. Her, her brother came up, who I don't think I'd ever really I, I've seen interviewed before. her brother. Have you? Yep. Is he a nice bloke? A friend shape, lovely chap. Right. Well, I mean, he was absolutely <laughs> sobbing when he came yeah. for a hug. And uh, I don't know, that really got me. He, Family he's does, a sort of low-level footballer in Denmark, right? Sort of like, um, like Peterborough United equivalent level. I, I think. See. Okay, well, well done, Caroline's uh, brother. Definitely low level. <laughs> right. I might have done him a disservice. I was going to say Reading, We've got and I thought, fans, no, you know. I know. No, sorry to all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, lovely chap. I, I agree. That got me a bit as well. Yeah. And and sorry, just on Ons Jabur. Reem, our colleague in the media, tweeted an amazing picture of a, of a bar open in Tunisia at 3am showing the match. Uh, you know, she in herself is a, is a great story and a real trailblazer. Um, yeah. and, and then Jabur picked up on that tweet and, you know, is shocked by it and, you know, really touched by it, I think, as well. That's great. It's, it's really nice to see a trailblazer like that kind of not shying away from being a trailblazer not shying away from the bigger picture because it is such a selfish sport I understand why why players do certainly in the midst of a tournament shrink away from that stuff you know I don't want to stand for anything I don't I'm just focusing on me but she wants to stand for something she's like you know I I want Arabic women to to see me and know that they can be sportswomen and achieve the sorts of things that I'm achieving and that's great I, the, the quotes are just inspiring really very yeah. uplifting and it's, it's important not to let her and, and Wang Chung get lost completely mm. in all Absolutely. of this because they're great stories in their own right and they play each other and that probably will be a really good match yeah and one of them will be a you know a quarter finalist here and, wow um, and yeah I mean Serena Wozniacki would have been I think a really interesting match from a story perspective but I think in terms of an actual matchup on Chabur Chong Wong could be really interesting yeah. um, and exciting, and we'll look forward to that. Uh, you wanted to have a quick gloat, Catherine? Marissa Curry based. Yes. Yeah. Ka- I arrived at the um, at the media centre, and Catherine was scrolling through the uh, GIF options in WhatsApp for smug, <laughs> 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 trying to find the perfect one. <laughs> And this is because Maria Sakari beat Madison Keys. I've doubled down today because I both had her in my tournament-long quarter-final predictions, which I realise she's not there yet, but you've got to be in it to win it. And I had her in my daily predictions, um, beating Madison Keys today. So we need to come up with a we need to come up with a tip to you. A football analogy is required, or maybe a gift to sum up somebody actually winning the title and then having the worst title defence ever which is what I'm currently <laughs> delivering um, because I, I haven't got anything we, right in the day. we did tell yet. you to go for a big upset today which David. I did which you have you, yeah he's gone for an upset yeah I've gone for a round at Chevy Sitsavas yeah but that one hasn't happened there was an upset you didn't go for that has happened <laughs> I is feel my point. terrible I've got my two trophies I packed them and everything anyway oh, right. you brought them here he oh. didn't bring them here. I put them in. I put them in my suitcase for a photo op, and then realised it's probably you break. actually. You've transported no, two took, trophies <laughs> across the globe. I took them out because I didn't want them to break, so they're safely at home on the mantelpiece still, which has been built now. <laughs> so, um, just to, 
if you wonder what all the hubbub's about, we are surrounded by literally thousands and thousands of people right now in it's Garden really Square. Cool. Remember when we were doing the, the, the Garden Square podcast on the opening uh, of oh, this tournament? Deserted. It's deserted. And oh, we're surrounded by... I enjoy listening to that. Oh, dear. she got the old FOMO going on. Um, and I mean, I did. We've got the big screen ways. here. We've got Margaret Court Arena behind us. We've got, we've got this... Chilich Bautista Agut. That's what's drawing the I mean, crowds in. We haven't mentioned blokes. The evidence is that this is what the people want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're all out to watch Chilich Bautista Agut. Uh, so we've got the evening session still to come. We'll bring you another tennis podcast after that. How good's this? You should have seen David's face earlier when he said, I've had an idea. I've had an idea. <laughs> Here we I are. I said, do we need to sit down? <laughs> yeah. And you said, two podcasts in one day. So, here's number one, number two coming up. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.